The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. Our program is all about living the life you have always dreamed possible through focused acts of intention. Now, here is your host, Kristen Swarczyk. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a great weekend. And I hope you were able to listen to last week's show with Catherine Woodward Thomas. She was talking about conscious uncoupling. And that is such a great book for those of you who are struggling in a relationship and not sure what to do, you know, whether you want to go for it and try and stay together or possibly consider divorce. And she has such a great model for going through a breakup consciously and really trying to mend the relationship for the future and move forward in a positive way. So I hope um, you were able to listen live, but if not, definitely listen to the the recording of that show because there's some really great golden nuggets of information. So today, though, we're going to shift gears and we're going to be talking about new relationships. So we're going to be having fun with this topic. And relationships are truly at the heart of our expansion. They are the most contrasting experiences of our lives. And what I mean by this is relationships are the cause of our greatest joy And they're also the cause of our greatest suffering. And our goal is, you know, typically to create harmonious relationships. And today, what I'm going to share with you is the number one secret ingredient for long-term relationship success. And then once I share that with you, I'm going to go into some tips. Hopefully, I'll get through all 10, but I have 10 tips for you for creating the most fulfilling relationships. So hopefully, you'll be able to pick up some good information from today's show. But what I want to start with is this secret ingredient for long-term relationship success. And what studies are beginning to show is that one of the biggest problems for our relationships today and why we set them up to fail is so often we base them on the, the future potential of what a person may have or be. And, you know, what I mean by this is, you know, you may, you may fall in love with someone and you think, or you're, you're starting to fall in love with someone and you think, you know, they'll just be great once they lose those 10 pounds. Or, you know, I really have always desired to be with someone wealthier than this person, but I can see they'll probably, you know, get there someday. These types of thoughts that you may be thinking, you know, to get to the ideal person that you want to be with, but you're settling because you think there's a potential that the person will get there. And what they're finding is this often sets your relationships up to fail because it's an illusion that you're basing this relationship on. And when we stop doing this and we start being realistic about our relationships and looking at what the person is today, 
you know, and falling in love with who they are and just appreciating all the beautiful qualities of that person, then we're setting ourselves up for a good relationship. But if we still feel that person has work to do, then often we're going to be disappointed. So this is really, you know, a simple concept, but we do it all the time. You know, we we live in this world where we think we can fix things. And I think that's a big part of the problem. We we tend to try and fix other people in our lives and, and make them ideal. So, you know, this is a really big problem. And hopefully this will open your eyes to to the relationships you're in today. And, you know, what are the qualities of that person you desire to be with? And does that person have those qualities today or are you trying to fix them in some way so that you'll be happier in the future? So just be aware of that and start thinking about, you know, all your relationships in your life. But definitely if you're in a, you know, pretty important relationship or a new relationship that's starting, you definitely want to think about what those qualities are. So hopefully um, that's helpful to you. And the only way the relationship is going to work out in the long term is if you're, you're truly honest with each other. I mean, this is a discussion you're going to want to have early on in their relationship. And it's not an easy thing to do, but it's something that is really important. So I want to allow yourself to maybe think differently about a relationship you're in and start communicating with each other about these types of things so you can hopefully avoid the suffering that most of us can get into based on these false assumptions. So, um, you know, that's where we're going to start today. And, um, you know, what, what ends up happening in our lives is these illusions crumble. And, and when they crumble, some of the ways that the relationship deteriorates is that we blame our partner. So we blame the partner for failing to meet an expectation that they may never have known they, that you had for them. Because if you're not communicating this to them early on, you know, how are they to know if that they, they truly need to lose those 10 pounds before you were going to be happy or you needed more money, you know, in, in a, from a person and, you know, a future relationship? You have to communicate those things early on because when we blame our partner for the failure of a relationship, we really have to be honest with ourselves and think, did I ever have that discussion with that person? And then another way that our relationships can deteriorate is we punish our partner. And that's, again, when the, the illusion crumbles, but we punish them because we feel that they have not lived up to being the person that they could have been. And, you know, we have to think about this. We talk a lot in the show about judgment and who really makes us the expert in deciding what qualities a person must live up to, you know, why are we able to judge that? So those are two reasons why our relationships will crumble. And, you know, that's, that's often the after effect of the relationships that we create based on this future potential or illusion. So what I'd like to do now is talk to you a little bit about the 10 ingredients for relationship success. And the first one is to cultivate unconditional love rather than attachment. And unconditional love is the love that a mother typically feels for her child. 
And it's something that we really never master. You know, we get pretty close and we may think we we love unconditionally, but it's it's an art. You know, we're always working to love unconditionally. And when when we try and um, make improvements, rather than simply appreciating someone for who they are, that's called um, attachment. So attachment is when we're trying to actually meet our needs through another person. And this is when we set our heart on possessing another person. It's almost like an obsession. And it's really not a good situation to be in. It actually happens all the time, you know, without us really even thinking about it. But it's our our desire for this other person to validate our worthiness or our sexual attractiveness. And it really reflects this deep inner need to make the seemingly impossible possible. Because if we could succeed in doing so, we can prove to ourselves and the world that we are worthy of love. And not only that, but that we are one up on the competition. So this sort of love of attachment rather than unconditional love is really not love at all. It's, it's truly just our unmet ego needs. And it's something that we really want to be careful about because you think about your relationships where you have this sort of attachment. And, you know, it, it does often happen in those initial beginning stages of the relationship where you're just getting to know someone and maybe, um, you know, someone hasn't texted you in a day and you're, you, you make all these assumptions about yourself and these needs that are being unmet. And, you know, you think about a situation like that. It can go off on this huge spiral and there can be so many misinterpretations about the true goals of that other person. And, you know, it's just, it can really be destructive. So, you know, that's, that's just one way that it could show up in your relationship. But you really want to think about your own needs in your relationship. We're going to get more into that with these different tips. But you don't want to have this, this new person in your life be the person that needs to fulfill your needs. That's something that you should be doing on your own. So we'll talk more about that. But that's, that's the first tip that we'll, uh, we'll get through today. So the second one is to cultivate the love for yourself. And, and this is where we go a little bit deeper. So your relationships are really nothing more than a mirror that you have for yourself. So if you improve the relationship with you, all of your external relationships will change to match that new improved state or that attitude that you hold towards yourself. And when your self-concept is damaged, your relationships are going to be damaged too. And think about a time in your life where you were feeling really down on yourself. And maybe it's at that time in your life where you feel like you really do need someone else. You know, these are all the ways that you're, you're, again, going back to that first tip and trying to meet your needs through someone else. But, you know, we really need to start with ourselves. And that's why, you know, when we go through divorce, that was one of the things that I tried to make sure I didn't date for a while. I knew that as hard as it was to, 
to be, you know, after a 10-year marriage, just on my own. Like, it was like learning how to walk again a little bit. You know, you were just, it felt really lonely at times. And and it would have been really easy to jump right back into a new relationship. But the problem with doing that is we're, we're, we're walking into that relationship broken. We're not whole. We're not even sure what we need from another person to meet our needs. So it's really important to cultivate this love for yourself. It shows up so many times in our lives. You know, it causes us to live by fear so often. And, you know, we're just not a strong person to live this life that we're in until we start loving ourselves. And so you may wonder, you know, okay, how do we start doing this? One of the ways for cultivating a love for yourself is to overcome negative beliefs that you may have about yourself. You know, you just so many times during the day, you're going to say those negative things or be pretty harsh with yourself. And we need to be aware of that. We need to start overcoming that. And sometimes perfectionism is a big reason why we do this. We have such high standards for ourselves. But, you know, think about the standards you have for your kids. I mean, they may be high, but often they're not perfectionist standards that we hold for ourselves. And so we need to let go of that a little bit. We, we need to understand that life is all about, you know, mistakes and learning from our mistakes and not to be so judgmental when we, we don't meet our expectations. So try and let go of the perfectionist beliefs that you may have. Another way that you can cultivate the self-love is to discard your negative filter. So you need to stop seeing everything in your life negatively. It's pretty easy for us, again, to view with that filter. But, you know, if, if you've ever tried to do a gratitude journal, just being grateful for the blessings in your life, if you do that every night, you'll start to see that your life changes. And, you you know, a big reason why is you're taking that negative filter away and you're starting to view things with, with a positive filter. So try and be aware of that and that will help you. And then the fourth reason or a fourth tip for cultivating the love for yourself is never call yourself names like saying to yourself, I'm a failure or I'm so stupid. Instead, try and Think about the situation realistically, you know, and maybe you failed at something because you truly didn't have the knowledge to achieve something. You know, what what were the deficiencies and, and what can you do in the future to mend those, you know, and think about the opportunity that exists, but not beating yourself up because you're not going to you're not going to get anywhere with that negative self-talk. It's just going to bring you down even more. So really if if there's one thing you can do on a daily basis, it's to try and shift the way you talk to yourself. It's unbelievable how hard we are. And I say this all the time, but really just get aware about that because the more you stand in the love that you feel for yourself, you're going to benefit all the other people in your life, your children, 
your your coworkers, you're just gonna you're just gonna be more confident. And it's it's such an ex- fun experiment to just start doing a few things each day to cultivate that love. So hopefully those four little tips right there will help you to start doing that. And now I'm going to move into the third tip, which is work to discover and release your fears towards your relationships. So as humans, we're actually born three months premature. And our survival is dependent completely on our caregivers. So as such, we do anything that we can to get that love. Our love is dependent on on the survival. It's like the fight or flight response. And these survival mechanisms come into play and and our primitive brain is, is truly in effect in these situations. So we biochemically react when in love, similar, similarly as we would when we're held underwater. So, you know, it's just a natural state with our primitive brain. It, it just, it happens all the time. It's not really something we can control, but there are things that we can do about this. So when we we become aware of our fears, whatever, you know, say you're in this new relationship and this this fear emerges and you're just truly fearful, you know, with that fight or flight response and you're just scared out of your mind about the outcome. Well, what can you do? You can be aware of that fear and you need to get clear on what specifically is the fear that you have. And then you want to think about that. You know, oftentimes we think of our fears at face value as being truth. And when we start dissecting our fears, we often see how they're really not accurate at all. You know, we can we we need to question them more than we do. We can't assume that whatever fears we have are valid. So, I encourage you when you have fears that come up in your relationship to truly dissect them and look at them, you know, with the perspective of all the different things that might be coming into play to create a situation that's in your life. And then think about, you know, is this truly accurate for what might occur in the future? And, you know, that alone is going to lessen the fears that you have. So it's just shifting that perspective. And it can make a big difference in how you react. Another thing is to really take that time to think through it before you fly off the handle and you react on, you know, to your partner with a text or whatever you may do, an email. And, you know, just really take time to allow it to sink in and evaluate it deeper. And that's going to save you a lot of problems with your relationship. So before I jump into the fourth tip, I think we'll take our first break. And when we come back, we'll uh, get started with that, okay? Be back in a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Thank you. 
Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to be here today talking about relationships and Before the break, I gave you the first three tips on creating fulfilling relationships in your life. So the fourth tip that I'd like to talk about now is communicating transparently. And this is not an easy thing to do. You know, often it's a big part of the journey. So when we're becoming more conscious and going through a transformation, as many of us call it, to enlightenment or those higher levels of consciousness, one of the most important things we can do is to recognize our self-limiting beliefs, all those things that make us feel unworthy. And then, you know, we go through the the cultivation of self-love, which we just talked about as well. And when we get that feeling of love for ourselves, you know, even the initial feelings, we start to feel worthy of speaking our truth. And we recognize that we're really not the failures that we may call ourselves, you know, may have called ourselves in the past. And we realize that we're just human, you know, we're living this life which is a human experience. And we're going to be confronted with a lot of times where we're going to make mistakes. And when we can start seeing that for what they truly are and realizing that nobody's perfect, you know, a big part of our, our relationships is being with someone that is not judgmental of you. You know, being in a toxic relationship where you're truly judged. I mean, that's that's often the case in an emotionally abusive relationship. I know because I've been there. You know, it's it's absolutely awful. You know, these people that you could be with just feel that they have a right to criticize your every move. 
And one of the ways that you can prevent getting involved with someone like that is to try and get as transparent as possible in your communications. And, you know, you you need to realize that by not holding back any aspect of yourself, you're, you're able to communicate to another person all your wants, needs, and desires. You're able to communicate that, hey, you know, I have some things I'm not proud of in my past, but they've been, you know, things that have been really important along the way, and, and they've made me who I am today, and I'm okay with them. And make sure the person you're with is okay with them too. Because no matter what they are, how big or small, you want to be with someone that sees the beauty in the, the road you've traveled through your life and sees the beauty in how it's created the person you've become. And you also want to be communicating with them what you desire for the future. Because why get involved with someone that, you know, maybe looking for different things, but just because you guys don't communicate these things to each other, you know, you're never going to be on that path. You're never going to be aligned together to achieve what you need to be blissfully happy. And you can get there. I mean, look at some of these people in, in your life that are in these long relationships or, you know, decades of marriage. They're truly happy. They've found this place. And I bet there's a, a solid communication at the core of their relationships. You know, it's hard to be in a relationship and blissfully happy if you're not communicating transparently. So it's just really important. And I know how difficult it is. I mean, some of you may say, there's no way I I can't really go there right now. And maybe you're not ready for that. One of the other ways you can do this, though, is maybe you write a letter to the person, um, or even record. Now we have all these great apps. You can you can record your feelings and send a little voice memo to a person about something you're thinking. Whatever it is, if you can't do it, you know, face to face, it's important that you get the message out there, and it's important in some way that you have this conversation because this is going to create the foundation for your relationship. You're going to want to build this on cement. You know, when we build our relationships on sand, we know what happens. You know, they go under. So we really need to be cautious about our communications with each other. We owe it to ourselves to be transparent. We have nothing to lose. And especially in the early stage of our, stages of a relationship, it's better to find out then that maybe you don't have the future that you had hoped for than it is to invest in a relationship built on false pretenses. So I think I've beat that one to death, but <laughs> it's it's something that I really believe strongly in. So I I really hope you have the courage to have those conversations, whatever method you decide to take, um, but just get the message out to each other about what you need. So that's that's the fourth tip that I have for you today. The fifth tip, is to allow the relationships to evolve organically. So if it's not possible for you to align with your partner's future needs and desires, then you may need to accept the fact that your relationship has run its course. 
you know, we're all beings that evolve over time. And, you know, you may meet someone and things may be great for, you know, even years, but something changes as, as you both, you know, are growing and we can't grow in the same ways, you know, and sometimes we grow apart. And it's really important. I actually, when I do relationship coaching, I encourage my couples to every six months to list out what it is that you need or desire in your life, because these things will change, you know, and when you can both sit down and do these exercises independent of each other and really get clear on what it is that you you need to be blissfully happy in your life, then get together and share those things with each other and see where maybe you are not on the same path and talk through those those things because you know you you need to think about is this something we can work through and possibly put some steps in place to align better or maybe it's not you know maybe it's something that's so big that without being open about this type of conversation you'll just be up against it you know it's just going to be showing up in a lot of different ways in your relationship and building resentment and anger and all these things and it's really no one's fault it's just truly the fact that you're evolving and growing and possibly growing apart so again you know the communication comes into play here but it's really important Um, we're not meant to be bonded to someone forever you know, back in the past, and Catherine Woodward Thomas talked about that a little bit with her book, you know, in the past, when you married, you stayed with that person forever. And there was a lot of different reasons why, you know, that happened. Even the life expectancy came into play there. But, you know, we're not, we're not meant, even when we, when we take vows, we're not meant to be bonded to this person forever. If some big things start developing that, um, you know, possibly it's time for us to move on to a different path. So just be aware of that and have those discussions every six months at least. Um, Usually things don't change that drastically until you get to about six months. So it's just a good rule of thumb to have. So that's tip number five. Tip number six is to focus on the how not the who. And what I mean by this is to focus on how you want to feel with this person, not who you need to be with specifically. So, you know, again, this kind of comes back to the obsession part where, you know, maybe you're still in love with someone that is obviously not right for you, but for some reason there's some strong attachment and you're just stuck on it. And you're just, you're just set on being with this person at some point again. Well, it's really not going to get you anywhere by doing that. And, um, you know, one way of looking at this is to allow the universe to filter through a large pool rather than through a straw. So, What I mean by that is when you're focusing on a person specifically, the universe is going to continue to try and align you with this person. It's just a natural law that will will occur. And 
in actuality, you may not be vibrationally aligned. I love that um, song by Garth Brooks, Unanswered Prayers, because, you know, how many of you have been in that relationship where you thought this person you were with was like everything, you know, and then you break up and you struggle and you go through all that hardship. And then, you know, later in your life, you look back and you're able to truly just appreciate the blessings from the relationship, but you're so grateful that that relationship, you know, has ended. And it's just, there's, there's this, there's this other quote, um, to align with that. It says, just because you don't currently see the possibility of the universe drawing you to someone who is better than the person you are with currently, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist. And I love that because, again, you know, it's, it's detaching. It's allowing yourself to trust to trust in the process of the cycle of life, I guess you could say. And it's so hard to do. I mean, I'm saying all of this without, you know, being raw and feeling that pain of, of you know, breaking up with someone. And I know how that feels. But things really do happen for a reason. I believe that strongly. And when we can let go of that and when we can trust in the universe to bring a person to our life that is much better suited for ourselves. It's really, um, it's, it's a surrender type of feeling that is, it, it's liberating. It, it feels amazing when you can get to that place. And when you do the exercise of thinking about all the qualities that you desire in a person, you know, the law of attraction really comes through with that. I've done this exercise myself and, you know, it, you can do it over a course of a week. It's, it's not something that everything's not going to flood to your head in one moment, you know, in one sitting. So I encourage you to do that, to write down everything you're, you're looking for in a partner. And when you evaluate that list, what you're going to find is that these are the, the qualities that you actually want to possess in yourself. And again, you can you can sort of see how this conversation today is all like all these tips are coming back up. You know, these are the things that you want to make sure you've mastered for yourself. Because when you've mastered these qualities and you feel good with them and you feel the ability to love yourself, then you're going to go out there and you're going to attract this person. It's it's naturally going to happen. I've seen it happen and um, I've lived it and it's 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 so easy for us to you know just think that this law of attraction doesn't really exist but it does it truly does and you know a lot of what i talk about is is the power of our thoughts you know and just to simply believe that this person's out there and to have enough love for yourself that you're allowing yourself the opportunity to meet this person so that's that's that tip. And um, that was number six. So number seven, I'm going to move on to our relationships tend to mirror the relationships that we've had as children. It's called love reincarnation. And I found this one really interesting 
Because um, when we make a list of all the things that you did not like about your relationships in your primary life, it could have been the relationships with a parent or anyone in your life. You know, maybe you've had a really terrifying relationship or something that's been abusive or, you know, something just horrific or just something that, you know, caused a big strain in your life. I want you to compare that list to the list of what's going on in your current relationship. Because what happens is our brain is like a self-healing mechanism. So if you felt a void in one of your primary relationships in the past, you're going to continue to reincarnate that experience in your current relationship. So even though you're with someone different, you're going to try and make that better. And so... You know, it's really, it's really awful that we do this because um, what happens is you're just trying to get this type of love that you needed so bad, desperately, from someone in the past and you never got it. So you're just constantly striving to get this love in the future. And, you know, it's just a natural tendency of our brains to try and solve past relationship gaps with our current relationships. So... What you need to do is ask yourself, what is it that I'm striving for in this relationship? You need to get clear. You need to think about those relationships of your past, and you need to think about what did you not mend yourself? And what is coming up again and again, possibly? You know, something that you feel you need to fix. And then you need to provide this for yourself. Because you're never going to be able to be in a successful relationship with someone else if this unmet need is such a strong force in your relationship. You're just not. You're not whole, you know, and relying on someone else to make right, you know, something from your past, it's just not fair to the other person and it's not fair to you. So it's something that should be really pivotal to your self-development efforts. And when you do that, you'll change the course of your relationships in the future. This can be a real big problem if you don't mend this. So, all right, we're we're about 30 seconds out for our next break. So I'm going to take that now. And when we come back, I'll continue with step number eight of how to have fulfilling relationships in your life. Be back in a moment. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. 
Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarcheck at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about relationships today, and we're on tip number eight of how to create fulfilling relationships. And so this one, again, is about past hurts. It's often a topic that comes up a lot in our relationships. But what I want you to do is recall a situation in which you were wounded, and reflect on your actions that resulted in that situation and examine what your beliefs were at that time. So, for example, if a friend decided one day, you know, maybe when you were a child, that she did not want to be friends with you any longer, what were the conclusions that you drew from that? And perhaps you concluded that you cannot trust friends to be loyal and The actions that you may take to keep people at arm's length in the future by not trusting or letting them in is such a problem in our relationships today. So what we do is, you know, we have these past hurts in our lives. And if we're not conscious about what they are and how they are impacting the way we behave today, they'll continually creep up. And we'll self-sabotage our life and our relationships. And, um, you know, self-sabotaging is really, once you get conscious about how it shows up in your life, it's really eye-opening. I've seen how I've done it in the past. You just want to protect yourself, you know. You build up that wall and you think, okay, I feel this one coming on, so I'm just going to run away now before, before it happens. And what's the point of doing that, right? I mean, who knows? Why, why would it be the same situation? You're with a different person now. And, and the sad part is, you know, think back. Think about those people that have been in your life that maybe you, you know, discounted simply because something didn't work out for you in the past. So we can't label these new people as having the ability to hurt us in the same way. So I think this is really important for you to think about because this one comes up a lot, you know, so get clear on what were the big ones in your life? What were the big ones that caused you to not trust so, so well? And, and what do you need? You know, again, get transparent with the person you're with and say, Hey, you know, I've been hurt a lot in my past. This is how it showed up in my life. And, you know, be honest with them, let them know that this is something you're going to be on the lookout for. It may create some behavior in you that they may question, but let them know why 
you may get anxious or why you may pull back. Um, because when they're aware that these things are, you know, possible triggers for you, then it's going to help a lot in your relationship. So I think this is a really good one. And then number nine is to ask for what you want and need. So you want to ask the universe and practice detachment. And this one was so hard for me because I just never really asked for much in my life. I found it to be much easier to just be the provider for other people. And, um, you know, recently I've incorporated, I guess you could say, into my spiritual practices that I do meditation in the morning and I usually do it at night. And I'll do a period of gratitude where I'm saying what I'm thankful for for the day. And when I end that period of gratitude, I'm pretty clear after, you know, both the meditation and the gratitude about knowing what I need. And I'll ask for it. You know, my mom's passed away. So that's usually the time where I love holding that conversation with her. Like I believe truly she's up there. And, um, you know, why not have that conversation with her to pull some strings, maybe. I don't know, whatever it is. And even if she can, it just feels good to be talking to her. But whatever you're, um, you know, if you believe in the archangels or, you know, your higher power, just ask for it. Because I started doing this and literally I had some crazy things happen, like people, jobs, all sorts of things immediately start landing in my life. So it's no joke. It really happens. And what do you have to lose by not asking? You know, try it out. Do it for a week. See what starts showing up. And it's re- it, it feels really good. So for those people out there who are like me that are doing a million things at once and trying to take care of everyone else, it feels so good to have that moment where you truly get clear on what you need and to ask, to ask from a higher power for those things and see what comes back. So I, I encourage all of you to let go of some of those self-limiting beliefs around asking for what you need and, and try and do that exercise. It's been really fun for me. And, um, you know, when our meet, our needs aren't met in our relationships, it, it causes one or, or both of us to stray from the relationship. So, you know, we need to ask each other for these things. You know, how can we expect someone to provide for us if we're not asking? So this is where, you know, to bring this conversation back to each other, you need to ask for it. You can't expect your partner to to read your mind and to know what you need. You need to clearly communicate that to to that person. So after you do those exercises and you get clear, then you want to make note of those and and have those conversations. And so the 10th tip that I'm going to share with you is to share your love with others by doing three things daily. So what you want to do is you want to give others your undivided attention And this is definitely hard for us because with our cell phones and um, texting or emails or the millions of distractions that we have in our life, it's so hard to just give that person the undivided attention. And I started doing this with my kids 
you know, because I'm a divorced mom, I don't have them all the time. And now when I do have them, it's really important to me to put my phone away. And I literally have to like put it in a drawer and shut it off because I don't even want to see it in sight, you know? And I started doing this with my relationship that I'm in currently, you know, and I really am going to continue to work on that because, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel good when you're both sitting across from each other at the table and you're checking your, your texts all the time, or you're even hearing that go off. Cause you're like thinking, you know, especially when they, they actually look at it, you're, you're just not feeling so great. You're not feeling so important. So it's really important to show the people in your life that they matter to you. And with all the distractions, you know, especially cell phones, it's, it's easy for people to not feel important. So it's one big way of doing it. The second one is to display affection. And I'm going to hopefully make time. Actually, I'm going to talk about that right now. When you display affection, it brings up to me, Gary Chapman talks about five love languages. And I found this fascinating because I never thought about this. But he talks about, and get on um, the web and look up just, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. He actually has a quiz. And what you want to discover is how do you like to give or receive love? And the different ways of doing this are um, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, or gifts. So he actually studied human interaction and he found out that these were the five ways that people needed to feel love, to give or receive love. So with words of affirmation, this is when you say how nice your spouse looks or how great the dinner tasted. And these words will also build your mate's self-image and confidence. And quality time is when some spouses believe that being together, doing things together and focusing in on one another is the best way to show love. So if this is your partner's love language, turn off the TV now and give each other some undivided attention. It's going to be really important to your partner to have that quality time, or maybe that's the one that's really important to you. The the gifts is, um, you know, it's universal for us to give gifts in, in all cultures. And they don't have to be expensive or send a powerful message of love. But think about, you know, a time where you got a gift that maybe didn't have a lot of value to you. You know, if gifts is really important for you, or if someone forgets your anniversary and doesn't get you anything, um, you're going to feel pretty neglected and unloved. So that's just one of the ways that some people um, feel valued in a relationship. And acts of service, discovering how you can best do something for your spouse will require time and creativity. So these acts of service like vacuuming, hanging a bird feeder, planning a garden or whatever it may be, need to be done with joy in order to be perceived as a gift of love. So it's not simply, um, you know, that they're, they're done, but they have to be done with that feeling of joy. 
it's really important to, to people to see that act of service. And the physical touch, you know, some of us really feel the need to display physical touch. So, you know, that's important. That's obvious to people, whether it's, you know, a back rub or wherever, just being touched, you know, they actually say that being touched has such a strong ability to calm us. So when we're under stress, it's um, really important that you, you know, if you're with a partner, ask for the back rub or, you know, have massage or whatever it is, because some of us really value that physical touch in our relationship. So I found that just knowing what these different ways of giving and receiving love, they're so important because we make assumptions all the time, you know, and when you can start thinking about and having, you know, take the quiz, find out how you like to give or receive love, and then talk to your partner, have them take the quiz and find out, hey, how they like to. Just knowing that love language alone is going to help your relationship so much because you're going to know the most important ways and you can actually identify them together, you know, or just experiment and find out. But at least you know the bucket that you need to start filling by knowing, you know, what they value the most. So I thought that was really interesting. You can read more about that. But um, so we were talking about that display affection when I took that tangent. I just wanted to make sure I had time for it. And then the third way is demonstrate appreciation. So we're talking about how to share your love with others. The the third way is um, demonstrating your appreciation. And, you know, this shows all about intentional living. And our relationships need to be nurtured to grow. So, you know, especially if you're in a long-term relationship. I know when I was married and, you know, you have your, I had three kids and, you know, it was not like we had to actually make time for date night. And, you know, how important it is that in the morning you, you give your spouse or your partner that hug before work or take, take the minute to just, um, you know, say some nice words to them about things that you know they have going on for them during the day. You just want to make them feel appreciated. I mean, especially in the morning when you're starting your day off, you want to you want to allow them to walk out the door feeling valued. And it's so easy for us to, you know, discredit ourselves. We've talked about all that, but you know, start start it off well every day with your partner and and take that needed time to nurture and grow your relationship by by demonstrating your appreciation and and make sure that you give the quality time uh, with the full attention and make the time for each other. You know, I saw this couple at the gym yesterday. It was so cute. They were like going through their uh, personal training together. And, you know, if that's the only time that you have with your kids in, in daycare, then do it. You know, take that hour, hour and a half together at the gym get a coffee or whatever and and hang out afterwards. But whatever it is, just make sure if you can to try and carve at least an hour a day where you can spend time watching TV, whatever it may be, um, just together because it's like planting the seed, you know, and nurturing the, the flower. You can't just expect 
the flower to grow without being watered. It's the same thing with our relationships. We really need to work at them. And relationships can be such a beautiful thing. You know, this whole talk today, we've talked about so many different areas of where we can just fall victim to the trap of past hurts or unclear communication and expectations and all sorts of different things that will come up. But all we have to do is just stand in a different light, you know, just have those conversations with each other and say, listen, I really want to put our best foot forward together. I want to make this work. I'm invested fully in it. And these are the things that are important to me. And so hopefully today I've I've been able to give you a few to get started with and um, just enjoy the ride. Love, you know, love can be hard, but it is such a beautiful experience. And especially this time of year with the holidays approaching, I just wish for you all beautiful relationships filled with love and lots of fun. Find that place of bliss with each other because we all want love. It's at the root of all of our, that's our biggest need in life is love, love for ourselves, love for others. And I hope you can all take some tips from me today and go out there and share that love with each other. So thank you so much for listening. It's been great. And I will be back here again next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining Kristen Swarchek and Intentional Living. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next week's show, continue to live on purpose.